0: Because if we don't get down to the subconscious level into the deepest root of our suffering, then, then it's all unsustainable feelings, how I refer to it. Why? It's because the soul demands to be heard. And it's easy to forget about even in natural medicine when you learn all these least and in, less invasive, least, less toxic treatment modalities. But if you don't actually get to understand what the body is trying to communicate, what the soul is trying to communicate through the body, the healing is not sustainable. And we don't want it to be, right? Because the soul is demanding to be heard. That's the whole, at least how I see it and my belief, is that our whole point of being here is so that we can learn and grow. And if all we do is suppress those symptoms and we don't actually look to the subconscious level to say what beliefs are we holding on to that are creating that physical reality for us, we will reincarnate with those same lessons and/or the suffering will continue in this life.
1: Welcome to the Raw and Wild Hearts, a place where the raw, the unfiltered the wild hearts gather to celebrate triumphs and hardships, learn from each other, grow together, and break down a culture rooted in fear. We will talk, we will laugh, and we will lean on each other about everyday life experiences that we could all use a little support through, and then we'll bask in the wild magical beings that we are. My philosophy is that by embracing the dark, we may just let in the light. I am your host, Lori Rising, healer educator, writer, adventurer, retreat leader, birth defender, and animal enthusiast and activist. Along with my wild heart sidekick kitty, Jesus the Brave, we'd like to invite you to get excited about the wild heart revolution. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's podcast episode. It's called You Were Made to Heal with Dr. Tori. Yes, you were. And we are finally, finally getting to the root of true healing. The massive evolutionary light and expansion we are undergoing personally collectively and planetarily are a beautiful boost to what has always been inside of us and we are here for it yes friends we are alive to witness and experience the miracles we were created to produce when we heal the root what's the root you ask the subconscious the soul the spirit the trauma the resistance the belief systems, the cultural agendas. It's not the symptoms. We have been curated in limiting narratives and generational traumas that have separated our infinite light, our innate truth from our physical reality. And guess what? That is part of the human experience. Dr. Tori has some big truth bombs and acceptance invitations that will shift your path to healing today in this convo. I can't wait to dig in with you because humans like Dr. Tori are out here blazing this beautiful soul-led trail for deep healing and transformative wellness. We were meant to live well. We hold the power to create a reality where we thrive in these lives. And it takes intention. It takes work and it takes a genuine desire welcome to the path of being human before we get into this juicy and transcendent conversation i want to tell you about two of my offerings that are out right now because they are here to guide you into everything dr tori and i dive into today my quantum leaping digital course awaken your life force has transformed every person that takes the dive i have taken my vast knowledge as a trauma-informed healing artist intuitive medium, and meditation and ritual guide to take you from wanting a change and maybe having no clue how to begin to deep belief system and trauma transformation that uncovers your soul's calling and messages powerfully. We continue with our once-in-a-lifetime Pisces energies raining down into us from the Neptune and Jupiter conjunction in April of 2022 and how we integrate this level of higher consciousness activation is a direct access point to our physical transformation. I'm offering $100 off the launch price until May of 2022 to honor this huge April transformation with the Pisces energies. This is my gift to you and to the collective. I want us all to live from the majesty of our soul and alignment in our purpose and vitality in these bodies. This is how we also heal the world. If you feel like something needs to change and you're ready to surprise yourself with where you can go in curiosity and with guidance, come on over. I guarantee your life will be transformed by this experience. The link is in the show notes below. When you get to the registration page, just enter EVOLUTION, all caps, to get your gift and get to it. Of course, I also offer personal readings, meditation downloads, a monthly membership with Moon Circles and more. Come on over to IG, tag me in your favorite episode, hit up my website to subscribe for my free offerings, or just shoot me a message if you have any questions. And also... I am co-hosting a retreat experience like you've never had before with our favorite intuitive astrologer and friend to the show, Molly McCord. Yes, and Jupiter will be in Aries when we hold the live retreat and we will be expanding in our creation energy, passion and fire. The in-person experience sold out in a day, but we are holding an Age of Aquarius virtual experience just for you. You don't even have to be live because you get the replays forever. Forever. Yes, you can come back to this evolutionary creation time and time again. This is the new earth awakening. This is new earth expansion. This is the new earth we are creating. The launch price for the virtual retreat will remain until May 15th. So make sure to check it out. And if you haven't, check out Molly's podcast, Intuitive Astrology with Molly McCord. To say we are putting together some superpowers is an understatement. We will be transforming the universe with this one, y'all. Hope to connect with you there. Per usual, link is below in the show notes. Oh, and if you'd like to support my work and this show, we would love your star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure to subscribe to your favorite platform and honestly, Share the show or any specific episodes that have shifted your journey with your community. It's the best way to help us grow and get more healing out into the world. I thank you deeply for being here and for showing up in this raw and wild human ride. Okay, let's get on to this amazing episode. Dr. Victoria Gaudi, ND also known as Dr. Tori, is a naturopathic doctor committed to helping her clients transform their health and life from dis-ease and suffering to a life of beauty and ecstasy, a life in alignment. She graduated from Bastyr University and practices telemedicine out of Ohio. As a healer, her views are radically different. She knows the patient holds the power to heal. She helps you get to the root cause of your suffering through self-discovery, education, and empowerment. So rather than symptom management through pharmaceuticals or even natural remedies, you get access to health transformation that is lasting and sustainable. She uses her wide range of unique skills and training to create, with you, an individualized care plan for your optimal success. Please welcome Dr. Tori. Hello, Dr. Tori. Thank you for joining the Wild Heart Revolution. Thank
0: you. I'm very excited. Thank
1: you for having me on. Ooh, 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 ooh. I'm so excited. I've been calling exactly you in for quite some time now. So we are going to get into it. I do like to start with a toaster, or a prayer though. So to the wild heart warriors in our light, especially our dark and in all of our magic and glory, may we continue to elevate consciousness through honesty, humor, humility, gentle care, soul-wrenching growth, and ownership, and to us, and to connecting to our limitless power and potential through true embodied healing. Cheers. Mm. Cheers. That came from one of your posts this morning, and I added the embodied to the true healing because I feel like that is something that we have been desperately missing in our health model, in our medical care, in our innate true wisdom that we have in our healing bodies. And so that's why I got so stoked when I came across you because you are, you are emanating embodied healing for people. Like you deeply, deeply care about people's experience. And I want people to deeply want someone to care about their experience, like the energy of that.
0: Mm, Thank you. Yeah. That's really honestly, my goal in helping people heal is to Uh, Help them see their light, help them see their limitlessness and the amazing capability they have through embodying that. And I like calling it aligning with their soul and what that does, how that heals them. That is how people heal themselves.
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. We have so much to get into there, but I want to say that you and I both speak, I I, I guess I'll call it a tagline, but it's really just an innate truth. That is, we were made to heal. Amen. Absolutely. I think that's something that is I don't know if I want to say forgotten or passed over. Um, it's, it's not something that we truly find in our healthcare model. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a quick example. I was at a chiropractor a few years ago, and I had been in a car accident. And his words to me were, well, if it's past a year, you're probably not going to heal from it. It's probably set in. And I was like, uh, no, thank you. I do not Bye. accept. <laughs> That, yeah. I mean, the bar should be at the point where your healthcare provider, who you are co-creating health with should believe in your ability to heal. Absolutely. I think we get stuck in a little bit of,
0: um, at least how I see it, of like the, the quote unquote research done and then like, what's the normal. And so then that's what doctors talk about because they don't want to overpromise, right? Cause you don't, you can do damage that way as well. And so then we get stuck in this, oh, if you have this type of cancer, this is your rate of survival. If you got into a car accident and it's been this long, this is your chance of of whatever or this, how long it takes to reverse X, Y, or Z. Um, And they can really put handcuffs on, on the patient and or a client and limit their limitlessness if they buy into and believe that.
1: Right. And what we're realizing more and more now as like, it's actually becoming scientific evidence about energy, about like the vibrational beings that we are and how we do create our health and our worlds that when we have that belief system, how powerful our subconscious thoughts are. So, and especially this is called Mm -hmm. a um, prestige suggestion that when you're in a medical Mm -hmm. environment and your healthcare provider suggests something to you, then it becomes impenetrable. Like anything that you hear on the outside or within yourself does not supersede that suggestion in that environment. It was, uh, I believe, uh, a propaganda poll to give doctors
0: that authority, uh, back when, uh, oh, I don't remember the year, but they, uh, Fletcher's report was done and they basically graded med schools on how, basically they got the highest grade if they were pushing pharmaceutical close and uh, were male focused colleges. And all the other schools got slandered. So some of our most uh, longest uh, research-based uh, healing modalities like homeopathy and Ayurveda and Chinese medicine, it was slandered and, and they put the authority through propaganda into these quote unquote medical doctors. And so the people, I don't know, you know, propaganda, the majority of people bought into it and they were put into this authoritative role, which meant they know. And so then when they say X, Y, or Z, people really believe that. And so it's really my goal when I work with people is to take myself out of that authoritarian role. And that's what I tell my clients. Like I know a lot. I have a ton of education and I would love to share that with you. But at the end of the day, you are the knower.
1: You are the healer. I'm just here to help. Yes. And it's a co-creation, right? Mm -hmm. Like everything that we do in our life is based on co-creation. And we had in that, um, power dynamic, we had become so disempowered in so many systems and institutions that we've had in our, in our lives for so long.
0: So true.
1: So true. And now it's really exciting because I feel like people are turning
0: away from that. They're realizing, Oh, this, uh, quote unquote, over at the hierarchy of our medical doctors that is supposed to be the gold standard of how you heal, it's falling apart. People are seeing that that's not actually the system that you heal within. And so they're looking elsewhere. It's really exciting.
1: Right. And not only that, but that's a system that has created additional dis-ease and (laughs) discontentment in in their process. So I'm, I I love that you've explained that to us. Like it helps people have a reference of where did this even begin, but thank you age of Aquarius. Like as we're moving into (laughs) the age of Aquarius, the sovereignty, the, you know, just ourselves are coming back online and we're definitely going to get into that, but let's hear a little bit more about you. I want to hear about your journey into this deep alignment in holistic and robust wellness and how you came to be a healthcare provider and practitioner and supporter of humans and people?
0: Yeah. Um, So I I grew up in a home where my dad was a conventional medical doctor. And so that's the paradigm I grew up in. Every health concern I had was given a pill. And um, I saw from early on that that didn't seem successful. I started to open my eyes what was going on not only myself but looking around at people in the community that that sought that type of medicine that that's the type of medicine they used and people didn't get better and so it's actually in retrospect now my parents got a divorce and so I was always interested in medicine I was a daddy's girl I wanted to follow my follow my father's footsteps and it wasn't until they got a divorce that I sort of strayed from that paradigm in which I'm now you know, it was a bit of a quote unquote trauma at the time, but it's as part of healing, right. To look back at those things and be so, I'm so grateful for that because I would probably be an MD uh, maybe pushing all of the conventional medicine and feeling, I'm sure I would have felt very lost and my soul would have felt very, very lost. And so uh, I started looking away from conventional medicine and at different paradigms that, um, uh, that my father was not in. and. and um, entrenched in. And so I actually, I still wanted to go to medical care, healthcare. I started actually applying for med schools and it wasn't until I started applying that I found out that naturopathic medicine even existed. And I found Bastier's website, read what they're about and got so excited and immediately applied. And, and that was sort of my turning into how I got into naturopathic medicine. Um, I went out to Washington and started my education out there and then again was seeing <laughs> uh, through my education a lot of following of conventional care, um, but some use of natural medicine within still that allopathic paradigm where, where you have a symptom and you treat the symptom. Whereas even though allopathic medicine has a much broader view of how you treat the body and the body's capable of healing itself, there was still a lot of that allopathic myths um, within the education. And so then I looked even further while I was there to find, okay, how do, okay, if, if treating just symptoms naturally is also not getting at the root cause, what is the root cause? And that is where I found a lot of the things like holistic counseling with Dr. Moshe, who's an MD and developed and teaches holistic counseling. Which basically I like to refer to it as subconscious hacking, is how we get to the subconscious level to find those beliefs in the subconscious that have led to the reality of physical, the physical reality. Because if we don't get down to the subconscious level into the deepest root of our suffering, then, then it's all unsustainable feelings, is how I refer to it. Why is because the soul demands to be heard. And it's easy to forget about even in natural medicine when you learn all these uh, less invasive, less toxic treatment modalities. But if you don't actually get to understand what the body is trying to communicate, what the soul is trying to communicate through the body, the healing is not sustainable. And we don't want it to be, right? Because the soul is demanding to be heard. That's the whole, at least of how I see it. And my belief is that our whole point of being here is so that we can learn and grow. And if all we do is suppress those symptoms and we don't actually look to the subconscious level and say, what beliefs are we on to that are creating that physical reality for us, we will reincarnate with those same lessons and or the suffering will continue in this
1: life. Yes, 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 (laughs) yes, yes. yes. This is amazing. Okay. So you had a very deep belief system with your, I can't believe it. Your father was in conventional medicine. Like he was in that institutional based medical model and you actually, Mm -hmm. I mean, just to have randomly coming across (laughs) naturopathic medicine when you're applying for medical school, like what a huge transformation, what a huge shift right in that moment. And then you just continued on with it. So do you, uh, listen to the works of Dr. Joe Dispenza at all? Of course. Okay. Yeah. And so I love that he's really bringing this thought system in with science, right? Because it feels Mm -hmm. like we got so far off the deep end of needing like proof. We need science. We Mm -hmm. need it to be black and white. We need to see the results. And that is not how we came in to thrive. That's how we survive, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so really what we're talking about here is our inherent Medical wisdom that we came in with. So, when I used to teach childbirth classes, what I would tell people is like, we gave birth before there were hospitals. (laughs) We gave birth before there were doctors. Like, remember that, right? And because we've put all of our power into these systems, institutions, and people. But what we forget is that we have so much wisdom. Yeah. And when we don't listen to it, when we focus solely on our control mind and needing like black and white answers, then that's negating the entire sensory system that came in to be our navigation system, our guiding light through everything that we attract, manifest, produce, be in our lives.
0: Yeah. And it gives away our power, Mm -hmm. right? Like what is the belief underlying that by saying, Oh, that doctor knows what's best for me. Right. Well, then you're saying, you know, the underlying message there is that you don't know what's best for you.
1: And there went some of your power. Absolutely. And it happens in every facet of our lives. It happens in the banking mm-hmm. system. It happens in the educational <laughs> system. It happens in the birthing system. Parents have their baby and they don't think they know how to take care of their baby because someone has been telling them, how to go through their pregnancy and what they have to do and what they need to do and what they can't do and what they can do, right? And so we really can apply this to everything in our lives and start to look at this and how do we dismantle the disempowerment that we've, that we've come into with these systems and re-empower ourselves and co-create with people like you that are out here, you know, in a space of co-creation and of support, not of dominance.
0: It's so true, I and mean, you bring up something so important. Like I think that's been, well, not to get us too far off topic, but I think that's been purposeful—not by each person, individual involved, but a general purposefulness in keeping us, uh, right? Just to this little part, you just do this part, so you don't understand the full workings, and it keeps us enslaved, is how I see it, right? Not taking ownership for not just our health but our whole lives, because someone, quote unquote, knows better than we do. Right. And we're coming out of that, totally coming out of that as, as the, I like to refer to it as sort of, it seems to me as a veil is sort of being lifted in the past few years. And now I'm probably associated with the age of Aquarius that the veil. And so, so we're getting closer to our trueness, to our soul, to, to our limitless power that we all hold.
1: Yeah. Not only is it getting lifted, it's getting thinner. So we are, we're dropping into our multidimensional selves. Like we're, we're connecting with our higher consciousness, which is, you know, if you want to look at 3d, 5d, 12d, 36d, right. If you've heard that, you know, we're in the physical matrix. Like this is our physical reality in these human bodies, but we're infinite light beings that connect into those higher dimensional realms. So as the veil gets thinner, we have more of that power and we hear the messages more, which is why I'm also a transpersonal hypnotherapist and I work so hard at getting people to learn how to turn off channel three, which is the control mind. We have it for a reason, Mm -hmm. right? It helps us stay safe throughout the day, but we completely abuse it. We overuse it. And that is what we solely focus our lives in. And that's how we repress trauma in the body. But when we get into our sensory system, into our multi-dimensional self, then we can actually really work at the expansion that we. There is no limit. There's when you say limitless. There's no limit to what we can do and what we can be. I mean, we literally can levitate. We're constantly creating this. Like we, right? And uh, you hear all the folks that have reached
0: enlightenment. They're like, it's a hologram. They come out and they're like, it's a hologram, right? In the hologram in the sense that. We are creating our reality, right? That's what people talk about, how you manifest, right? We're manifesting all of the time, right? Because we are literally making our reality through, I think, largely through our subconscious brain.
1: Yes. Absolutely. We're a product of what we practice and we're practicing something every day. So whatever messages you're taking in subconsciously all day long, every day is what you're practicing. And that's where it's like, it's not like you just change one thought in one minute. You actually have to dig deep into the belief systems. Spenza talks about how much of your brain is subconscious versus conscious, right? It's like
0: 95 to 5 percent by the time you're 30 or something along those lines. Right, like okay, you don't just change those thoughts, right? You're putting that five percent up against that ninety-five percent. Like I know where I'm betting my money, right? Like that is an uphill battle to consciously try to change that subconscious without going to that subconscious level and working there. And 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 what blows my mind, like I really this has been blowing my mind lately, is that like joe Spencer talks about, right? Up until the age of seven, we're in theta waves, which means that we take in what is around us as our reality, right? So if a parent tells a little boy, tough boys don't cry, right? That little boy doesn't have the deductive reason to say, "Mm, no, that's my parents' trauma. I'm not picking that up. No, they pick that up as their truth. And so we're almost programmed to take on the trauma in our childhood. And so I often talk to my clients about what I consider adulthood is when we decide if we want to go back and and rewrite that. And change that right and how much more grace we can have with ourselves knowing that that we were created to pick up that trauma right we get to our adulthood and we're like so angry or um, resentful to our parents or this trauma that we picked up right but it's like we were made that way we chose that we are part of the creation we chose that right and how beautiful then that makes Our healing journey and the healing process through the limiting beliefs into our limitlessness. It blows my mind.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And we can go back through intergenerational trauma and even epigenetics. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I love talking to people about their birth story because what we take on through our birth is so powerful and the thing is we think that kids aren't really understanding anything until they talk and they're understanding everything before they're even born because mm-hmm. that's how powerful our sensory language is that is the language we are supposed to be living in all day every day creating from and that's what we're doing in utero in the womb i've had holistic counseling sessions where we trace it back like what's the earliest memory
0: of that and like we're into the womb when people are picking up this trauma that they're now carrying that's creating and participating in creating the dis-ease and suffering that they're currently experiencing. So much, yes, you're you're so right. It starts there. And then, right, because we're connected um, to that, to that mother and to that father, we pass on that trauma uh, generationally as well.
1: Absolutely. And I mean, if you really feel into it, y'all, we are mostly almost always birthing babies in stress fear, tension, pain. So that's their first experience of the world disconnect. We separate them from, from the parents immediately upon birth. I mean, I have such a deep story about this because I was separated immediately and forever because then I was adopted three weeks later, but I didn't get skin to skin contact. I didn't get breastfed. You know, these are things that become adult expressions, And we can actually work with them. That's the point. And that's like where we're at in this conversation. It's not that this happens to us. We have this wounding and trauma and this is how we are. And then we die, right? This is, that's so limiting. It's so small. It's such a lack mindset because we have the ability to expand and supersede everything. And it seems like that's really where you go in your practice. And I am just blown away. I'm so stoked. So tell us more about how you work with people in this realm. Yeah, so uh, right now what I've
0: been doing is all my new clients go through a transformational foundational program. And so we look at the physical world. Um, I do what's called cure food Tolerance, which I found to be immensely, immensely helpful in people's healing journey. We look at how they're moving and how they're sleeping and optimize supplements for a period of time when necessary. And that's sort of like surface level. <laughs> we make sure those things are also when they get tons of education around all of that for them to take as they go. But then, where the real needle mover lies is in the subconscious hacking. And I use holistic counseling to do that. And what that does is help get to the subconscious level to those beliefs to connect how those beliefs are actually creating their suffering. And in any sense, their disease or symptoms or, or suffering in other ways. So that they can then go into that subconscious and start to wiggle and move and get rid of and replace those beliefs with, with true beliefs, not those limiting beliefs that they, that we all picked up out in of innocence as growing up. And, and the reason why I say that is the needle mover is because, right, the physical stuff ends up taking care of itself then, right? It's good to understand and experiment what we want and, and uh, how the physical body works, but the real needle mover, the real magic worker is in that subconscious level, right? Because, like, if you think about uh, David Hawkins and his work, and he talks about how at a, he rated the frequencies, uh, like through emotions on a scale, and after uh, and the scale is at 200, once you get to acceptance and love, he shows how these things that have a negative influence on humans, like pesticides, bifurcetins, et cetera, they have a stressful response. <clears throat> the, human has a, the body has a stressful response to those stimulus. <clears throat> and after you get to a high enough frequency into that acceptance and love, those things stop negatively influencing us. So it's like, we yes, we want to work on the physical level. We want to optimize the physical play. Like, but it's kind of, it's kind of child's play. Or I don't know, child's, children are so magical. So maybe that's not the exact word I want to use. But, but it, it's a, uh, it, it, there's so much, so much more and don't need to get hung up on some of those, like, right. we don't want to get orthorexic we don't want to get super like i have to avoid this and i can't go there because that and that and that but then you stop enjoying life and our frequency actually goes down when we do that yeah and so so i help my clients optimize or understand how to optimize the physical plane, but then we go to those deeper levels where the healing and
1: the limitless ability really lies wow this is revolutionary i just love what you said When you said that when we actually go to where the love is and we create a higher frequency within ourselves, the physical symptoms begin to, they heal themselves. Have you just evolved into this in your practice and you've seen results as you're working with people one-on-one? Yeah. And I think, I think uh,
0: really as most of us work, right?
1: I, I found that in my own, my own healing
0: journey. Right, and so then I wanted to offer that to my clients. Like I went to med school, natural mm-hmm. med school. I understood all those physical things. I learned how to optimize the physical realm, and to me, there was still suffering in my life. And so then I was like, okay, WTF? <laughs> like I'm doing yeah. all the damn right things. What is going on? What am I missing? Right? Why? Why have I not healed? Where is there a hangup? And for me, it was working on the subconscious level that has helped me move through those things and to heal some of those physical and and emotional symptoms that I was suffering from that just optimizing the physical plane didn't do.
1: Wow. Yes. I mean, this is where I work with people so much on alignment practices. It's like higher Mm -hmm. consciousness practices in your alignment. And so it's really about, it's almost like our spiritual health is everything, right? And then The rest of it trickles down from there. Like our emotional health, our physical health, our mind thoughts, our belief systems trickle down from there. And we have always been so disconnected from the spiritual because we've been so focused on the control mind and the scientific evidence and all of these things that we have to see in front of us. And I'd argue that
0: the belief, right? The beliefs are right there with the spiritual, right? Because that is, that is our belief system. Right. And then embodying it, right? Not not spiritually bypassing because we have spiritual beliefs or understand how this works spiritually, but actually giving space to our humanity so that we can process and move through it, not just spiritually bypass it. Right. Like the, the age of and of happiness, right? Oh, you just happy thoughts. You just don't think about the negative things, like just happy thoughts, right? And I love how you talk about it leaning in and welcoming that darkness. Because otherwise, <laughs> right, otherwise we give it energy in the universe by suppressing it and holding it down. Whereas if we give it space and allow it and open up to it and be present to it, it can grow and flow and then flows out and doesn't hold hold us. Just the same thing with emotions.
1: Yes. It's so interesting because tomorrow is, you know, the energy portal of the palindrome 22222 which is amazing, and really the theme that I'm working on with um, my peoples is it's finding balance in the duality. So it's like mm-hmm. when we open up to the dark, we find the balance in the dark and the light. And then that's where the expansion comes in. That's where we transcend, you know, the the pain, the wounding, the trauma, the matrix, because we are we are it and we're we're owning it. We're we're flowing with it, because we are flowing fluctual beings. And really I think all probably most or if not all of our discontentment, dis ease comes from blockages and stagnation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: And then it holds it in us, right? And what happens when we hold those, the, or try not to experience those "quote unquote" negative or uncomfortable emotions, right? Well, then we've just stuffed them down into our our subconscious, into our physical body, and then that's what manifests into disease and suffering.
1: Well, right. And when we when we hold the traumas within our body, they're actually suppressing. All of our greatness, all of our intuitive knowledge and our innate knowingness, because that's the ancient encoded wisdom comes in with ourselves. And when we hold trauma in the body, it's in our fascial system, right? The myofascial Mm -hmm. complex and our fascia does such a good job for us that when we experience trauma, it tries to protect us. And when we stay in that eternal state of trauma, holding in the repression, the fascia gets tighter and tighter and tighter. And then we have no flow. We have no flow in really what is our source energy, which it's the cosmos, it's nature. It's everything that's inside ourselves. And when there's no flow in that, that's disconnected. It's turned off and we can't connect to what to the greatest being that we are yeah I think a great analogy
0: that David Hopkins uses is is those lower frequencies those those emotions that we we shove down because we don't want to feel right which which from right bringing it back to childhood again those usually those often come up in childhood and then our crocodile brain says oh that threatens our very state of existence that's scary and so then we shove them down and then that's what we learn oh we don't want to go there We don't wanna feel that fear, anger, shame or guilt. That means we're not a good person or that means we're gonna die. And so then we learn to hold that down rather than if we can allow them to be so that we can let them go. David Hawkins talked about they're like clouds that are clouding our sunshine. And I work with clients a lot on this. You don't have to cultivate more of your love, more of your bright light, more of your sunshine. You already are that. The process is allowing those clouds to be shed, allowing those emotions to come and
1: float away like clouds do. Yes, because when we... And this is the beautiful balance of like the divine feminine sacred masculine when we receive and when we allow for the intuitive flow with our emotions and when we allow our emotions to move through us in a confident way, it's in the confident container that we know it's not going to kill us it's not going to keep us down forever it's actually Mm -hmm. once they leave the body, they're gone they're actually released, but when they start to come up and our fear brains kick in and we're like, no, 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 no. no, I can't go there. We actually repress them further and we create more tension and resistance and tightness. And honestly, we have just become a culture that is normalized resistance.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yes. I don't know why that's so funny, but, but but yes, I mean, we have, right. And then it's it's ironic because that's on the other side of that lies our superpower right part of the reason why we why we chose i think to experience some of this quote-unquote trauma is because processing and moving through that we then have so much gratitude like Letting go of those scary emotions that we thought would compromise our life and well-being, like actually being present to those, opening up space to those, so they can flow and be let go, actually brings the most amount of freedom and healing. And that's like this is where our superpower lies is on the other side of that. And so it, it's like having then, and where I've been lately is having so much gratitude then for those experiences, for that trauma, for. That hardship that we endure and that we arguably
1: really chose. Well, right, because when you cycle through it and you transform it, it actually becomes a greater support for your entire life. It brings so much more joy and freedom, and it and it takes you into the unfolding path that you were here to live. Like you said, you know, what you experienced, you're sharing with your clients, what I've experienced, I'm sharing with people, because when we embody the journey in this life and we move through the shadow and the light, the fluctuations, then we do it in power and we can share that with people. Mm, That's truly what I feel like we came here to do, right, is like move through the fluctuation of the human journey. And then that is our gift to share how we do it, like the ways that the energy takes us in the world. And when we're forced into, you know, working these jobs, because we're on this hamster wheel culture of competition and comparison, you know, lack, and it's so imbalanced that just, it negates who we came here to be. And then that creates more discontentment, more dis-ease because our light is so dim and we're, we're staying so small. It's true. It's true and and finding gratitude
0: for ourselves playing it small because it's part of right playing it small has helped us see where we don't want to be. It's helped us learn how greatly limitless we truly are. And having a ton of gratitude and yeah, gratitude, thankfulness for that as part of our journey.
1: Yeah. Thank you for pointing that out. I think that's really important. And as we evolve and connect deeper with our multidimensional self, with the messages that are coming in to help us on this journey, I think we realize like, Hey, we've been living sacrificial lives when we just continue, because this is what we were supposed to do. You know, this is what we were told we're staying in the same location for our entire life. We're buckling down, you know, whatever it is, when we realize like, Hey, wait a second. When I fill my cup, when I begin to open up to the limitlessness in my life, it actually creates a new frequency for everyone around me. Because when I'm staying sacrificial, mm-hmm. I'm releasing negative frequency. You know, I'm staying in a low vibrational area.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's very true.
1: I actually want to touch on something that you focus on that has really come to the forefront recently. And I feel like. We cannot talk about this enough, <laughs> which is the gut brain connection, because of the mental health and disconnect that we have experienced so deeply in this culture for so long. And what happens when we actually work on our gut health, how our mental health comes along for the ride.
0: <laughs> yes, it's so true. I do uh, an evaluation called Carol Intolerance Evaluation the traditional naturopathic technique and evaluation that has been passed down to the naturopaths. And so it's only within the naturopathic community. And uh, it's, in my mind, one of the biggest needle movers. And I spent a lot of time thinking about it because I'm like, okay, it's physical world stuff. What's going on for my clients that they're getting such huge relief from? it? And I've come to the awareness that our emotional connection to food um, when we start adjusting the food that we're eating, we're not only working on a physical level. So, so the Carol food intolerance is often a primary food and then a combination of foods, which is why I'd never recommend the elimination challenge or diet challenge, uh, challenge because it is literally and almost impossible to find some of those combinations. And, uh, it's quite torturous, even though know, that's unquote in the digestive community and the conventional medicine that they standard. And so, the Carbohydrate Intolerance Evaluation looks at food and a group of foods that a person cannot digest properly. And so, what happens when they cannot digest that food or foods food properly? That basically, the food basically sits in their gut and putrefies or ferments, depending on the, the main makeup of the food. It's more protein based or carbohydrate based. And so, if you can imagine this sort of rotting bolus of food going through the digestive tract, and it then disrupts a person's ability to digest and absorb and assimilate all other nutrients, and it's it's toxic mass rolling rolling through, right? So, it's creating a ton of inflammation, not just in the gut, which is then disrupting the gut lining, which is then what leads to leaky gut, but it's also then leading to inflammation throughout the rest of the body. And then wherever a person is susceptible, that comes into play for that. And so why it also works on some of those deeper levels and not just the physical levels, because it makes people start to pay attention to what they're putting in their mouths. It goes from a, a mindless event to just take whatever and put it in, or it just tastes good. So you're soothing or making, using food to emotionally soothe yourself. Um, and right, and and instead, it makes them actually read labels and and conscious, consciously choose what they're putting into their body. And so, there's a ton of subconscious work that comes up through doing that. That actually works on a much deeper level than just oh, I'm avoiding something on a physical level, which is why I think it's so powerful, and also why I don't don't typically do. IgG food sensitivities, because that is an aftermath of the leaky gut, of the the, the issues that that food intolerance is, is causing.
1: Wow, that's amazing. And also something came to me as you were saying, you know, instead of just putting whatever food into our mouth to soothe ourselves, I feel like, you know, habits like that, reactionary habits like that really came or come in because we've been so disconnected from our source energy. We've been so Mm -hmm. disconnected from the God or the divine within us Mm -hmm. that it feels, you know, we we're looking to soothe ourselves because we're not finding such strength and power within ourselves. So the more that we do get into alignment and get into our spiritual soulful self, there's less of that. In many of my spiritual awakenings, when I would be in great alignment, I wouldn't crave alcohol at all because I was just, you know, I was on fire. I had natural high happening in my body all the time. And it's like, how do we, you know, shift an entire culture? And I think it's, it's I think it's the butterfly effect. Quite honestly, the more That's that the we do this for ourselves, we flap our wings and it happens or the hundredth monkey um, theory. Absolutely. Right. I think uh,
0: Jordan Peterson, <laughs> although he's caught a lot of flack from it, really drives this point home. Right? And the Buddhists talk about it as well. Right, We cannot find world peace. Or I think it's Gandhi said that without first finding peace within ourselves. Right? How we heal the world is ourselves. We heal ourselves because then that emanates from us and then other people can heal from that. That's really my goal before I was even became a doctor. I was like, that's what I wanted to do. I was, I wanted to vibrate at a high enough frequency that just by being around me, people can heal. Right. Coming back to what David Hawkins was talking about, about the love frequency. And that the like once you get up to those higher frequencies, those override those lower frequencies. Right. They don't people don't quote unquote bring you down then, right? You bring them up because you're vibrating at such a high frequency that 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 emanates
1: into them. Yes, and I mean, if you can imagine in our typical medical model, we've been, you know, exhausting our doctors. You know, they've been working... 24 hour shifts or whatever, you know, and then they've got all of their loans and it just feels like we keep them on a hamster wheel where if they're not filling up their cup and vibrating at a higher frequency, how can you heal, you know, work to co-create healing for your clients and patients when you are stressed, you're exhausted, you know, your monkey mind is going a thousand miles an hour and then you're trying to have a life as well. Yeah.
0: It's a lot of fear-based medicine. And it stems from right, how a lot of those schools, how a lot of doctors are taught, even in naturopathic school, which you totally see the purpose, right? You don't want to graduate people and have doctors go out in the world that can kill people, right? And you want to make sure that you're teaching people how not to kill people, right? That's a really important thing to do. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I right? agreed on but that then, one. But then but then people would go out in the world and that's the frequency, that's the mentality that they maintain, right? Okay, I just don't want to kill people. Well, that's a fear-based mentality. And then the actions they take is to, quote-unquote, not kill people, right? Which is fear, which is a fear-based emotion rather than stepping up into those higher frequencies, that actually, which then actually help people feel.
1: Right. I mean, we can look at birth and this is where I talk to my clients all the time and my parents all the time. When doctors say, um, at least you have a healthy baby and completely negate the experience of the baby and the mother, that is, uh, it's such a low bar and it's, I think, absolutely unacceptable. And a lot of times, it wasn't that they saved the baby. It was that they created a lot of the roadblocks that were happening in the birth and then made it out to look like they saved mom and baby when a lot of their practices are what created the medical circumstances in the beginning. But yet we're in this state where we're like, oh yes, thank you for saving my baby. And so I'm grateful to you. And then we don't look at, you know, how do we look at the root cause of what's going down here?
0: Yeah, it's so interesting, and I don't know why it stuck with it, nor do I know why it blew my mind. Like, of course, the whole idea of the normal way to give birth is on your back, right? That was never actually the normal way of giving birth, not until I was institutionalized into conventional medicine, right? And why? It's because the doctors, that was the easiest position for them to quote to, to unquote help with the birth.
1: Yeah, <laughs> That's- And then that brings on medical circumstances and situations that need more intervention. I mean, quite honestly, what it does is, and this isn't an an analogy that I talk about often, is it negates the job of the baby. We take the baby's job away by doing Mm -hmm. that. And this is the way that we take our own co-creation away, or we take the universal energy co-creation with us away when we're just in our control mind and our fear mind and our thinking mind, right? Our lack and scarcity and all of those mindsets. So we have to look at there's there's co-creation everywhere. And the baby has a huge job to do that we have just been like, the baby has nothing to do until they're out and they're speaking, (laughs) right? And they don't know, right? Right. they automatically
0: writing off their innate wisdom that they they already have. Yeah,
1: and they're using innate wisdom all the time. We are the ones that are blocking it. So Mm -hmm. we're blocking ourselves in our innate wisdom. We're blocking babies' innate wisdom. And this is where it's just so exciting when I find people in the medical community that are dropping deeply into this because I always tell people like, how much do the practitioners that you're working with like how much do they learn about like do they really want to learn about what they're sharing I think that you know when you find people that are resonating passionately like to the core to the root of what they're sharing those are the people that we should be lifting up supporting amplifying that's getting back to our evolutionary medicine right and
0: it brings up like especially what's been going on in the last couple of years right this this whole idea of education and people are like, oh, we should follow public health because they're educated on this matter. So they are the experts, right? There's a huge difference between education and knowledge and knowledge comes from our innate knowing inside and then questioning it on the outside. And a lot of education is not to question it, but just to accept what exactly that you're taught Right, we can see how it's like a game of telephone. (laughs) Even if it wasn't pure message at the beginning, right? You can see how it gets passed on. It's no longer in alignment with who we truly are. With them, we're just parroting this education that we got, and therefore the public health officials are supposed to know because they're educated. The doctors are supposed to know because they're educated. Rather than going out and starting to question, right? That and a roommate colleague of mine were just talking about this, right? That questioning and finding out for yourself is actually much uh, where knowledge is based more so than than what you're taught in the classroom or in a book. And that is truly where the magic happens. Yeah, and, and, and everyone, everyone can do that, <laughs> right? Not just the doctors, not just whoever the quote unquote expert in that field. Like we are all capable of doing that.
1: Yes. And the more that we drop into the um, energy that we are a teacher and student throughout our lives, mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? That becomes the most empowering space that I think any of us can be in because then we're always learning. We're always growing. We are meant to evolve. We're not meant to be stagnant. You know, we just stop at a certain level of education and we are the expert. That is so limiting.
0: hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as we see, right? The information is always evolving, and we can always come to a deeper understanding or knowing what's actually going on by continually to still curious and asking asking those questions
1: and challenging the the paradigm. Right. I'm really working, especially in my courses, to help people drop out of the the mind the thought mind the control mind and get into their sensory body system and their body consciousness because your body does not lie to you your control mind does <laughs> right like our thought and our our fear brain can rationalize anything but our body consciousness sends us those messages so like i'm sure a lot of us have had that experience where we're at the doctor and they're telling us what we need to do or what's wrong with us or whatever. And like you you feel a rising tension within you and it just feels like you want to leave, you want to scream, you want to get out of there. It feels really disempowering. And then we just stay in that energy and accept what they're saying. But your body is literally mm-hmm. telling you like this is not right for you.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's what, my, I think that's the beauty of the body as a, in, in my experience sort of represents the the subconscious mind or or a way that our soul communicates with us through us to us right and that's what I, I refer to symptoms as North Stars right and the same thing as right any of the symptoms whether that tightness we start to feel that uncomfortableness we start to feel or our blood sugars being off or our joints hurting or um hard our, our anything physical right whether it's a, a literal diagnosis or symptom or the or uncomfortable feeling. Our our soul is trying to communicate to us through that. It says, hey, this is out of alignment with who you truly are.
1: It can be a north star to to how we can actually heal that. I love that. Our symptoms are a north star, right? Because like even when I talk about pain, especially when I taught childbirth classes, I would have a big conversation about reframing pain because pain is actually guiding us. It's something to listen to, but we somehow got into this space of resisting it and then taking something to stop it. Like just stop it, don't get to the root, don't listen to it and figure out, like make the lifestyle changes and create more balance in your life so that there's, cause we're meant to be well, we're mm-hmm. meant to be living in robust wellness cause our bodies are the navigation system to that. But when we deny the navigation system, shut it down, resist it, then we're left with, you know, the paradigm that we're in with take a pill and get more symptoms. Oh, so true. I, I sort of
0: a large focus in mind through uh, National League med school was on the physical body. I got my massage license. And when I was practicing in Washington, a huge part of it was on the physical body. And that's a huge needle move, as I saw, was, okay, open more space for that pain. we just like those unwanted, quote unquote, unwanted or uncomfortable emotions. When we start to try to control it or shove it down and not allow it space, that's what gives it power. <laughs> that's what makes it dig, It's uh, that's what gives it life force. what digs its claws and, and maintains itself. Whereas if we can open up space to that pain or those unwanted feelings, it transforms in that space and then it's no longer this pain as we think about pain as a bad thing but really this really beautiful thing which i'm sure is very very relevant in childbirth
1: right and i mean when i was a body worker as well i did so much cellular trauma releasing with people and um, mm-hmm. as their bodies would start to unwind and let and release the pain, you go through something that we call healing pain. And there was two categories of people: the people that would trust the process in order to completely re- unwind that trauma from their body and move through the healing pain, and the people that had a hard stop to the healing pain because they were so scared it was going to take them deeper and further. Because that's, you know, the mindset that we have. And mm-hmm. so the people that would come back to move through, they would release and they would change all kinds of symptoms in their body. But the people that would, you know, have a hard stop and then they they brought that that pain and that trauma even deeper into their body. And then that's going to show up in a much bigger way later on. So when people would come in and be like, I don't know what I did today. I have this pain. I'm like. This isn't today. <laughs> this is an accumulation of repetitive patterns that you've been ignoring, the little symptoms or the little messages that your body's been telling you. And now your body's screaming at you like you have to do something about this. Yeah. Yeah. A, uh,
0: I often talk about it as the soul like sort of starts with a tap on our shoulder, right? Why it, why it seems to become even more of an issue once we start ignoring it and not being there. And really in my experience, that's part of the belief system, right? Part of why some people have a harder time opening up space to the uncomfortableness or the pain or whatever, comes down to a part of their belief system. And so then getting to that subconscious level to address what's going on at that subconscious level, we can actually help them become those people that move through and open up space for those things. And I refer to it often as like, right, the soul taps us on the shoulder. And that tap is usually often mislooked, right? It's, it's, it's really a, a subtle notion for most of us that, which uh, we, we most of us aren't in tune to it, right? Like it's the, the power through culture. And then that tap goes from a tap to sort of gentle shake. And right? the gentle shake starts to become more vigorous the more we don't listen until we're getting clocked across the face right? Just as you said, like that wasn't the first sign of it. We've been getting those, those signs for a while, but if, if we don't listen to those through our physical symptoms and through our bodies, through our suffering, then it becomes bigger because our soul is trying to get our attention, right? It's a gift, what a gift that is to us, <laughs> that we can't just go through this life blind and that we can actually lean into those North stars, lean into the symptoms so that we can find our superpowers so that we can grow and ascend as, as, as beings.
1: Right. I love that. When we, when we reframe it and see it as a gift instead of uh, an annoyance, you know what I mean? Like, or a time sucker, you know, we don't have the space to create changes within our lives or whatever. I wrote this down about neural pathways. New behaviors create new neural pathways, but repetition of old behaviors reinforce old pathways.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This, I see that in, in holistic counseling and helping people boil down to that limiting belief or the contingency they put on their I am statement, right? that the I am being the soul. And when we put the contingency on our soul, like right? I am worthy as long as I am okay as long as I am happy as long as I have a partner. I am worthy as long as I have so much money. Whatever contingency we put on our soul is what holds us in that, that the suffering.
1: Yes, absolutely. Here's where I go with people with belief systems and thought systems is I try to get people to just push play on a meditation, right? So it doesn't feel so overwhelming because when we get overwhelmed, we tend to shut down because we've just created a life that's a lifestyle that's super overwhelming. And so if we start to create a five-minute practice every day, and then once you start feeling the results, your body craves the practice. So it's like we have to get the results in order to crave the change so that we make it a, an intentional response instead of a reactionary habit.
0: Yeah, and, and and following up on what I was just saying, some, sometimes it takes reiterating to ourselves, right? We find those limiting beliefs, and for some people, that unwinds it like it's absolutely miraculous to watch their symptoms change. They're like a whole new person within seconds, right? But a lot of times, for, for a lot of people, and something I've experienced myself, is that we find those limiting beliefs, but we've been we've been we've been going down those neural pathways so frequently that to then change the neural pathway, right, can be a little bit of work. I refer to it, like think about sledding down a snowy hill, right? And that sled is like, right after one person goes down, the second person follows that path, right? It's the same thing about this neural pathway. And so then to get another path, it can take some conscious effort to help override that, to help change that once we've reached down to that subconscious level. And so having practices where we, right, we, we, uh, pave those neural pathways can be immensely helpful in the healing journey.
1: Yes, absolutely. Do you have any favorite practices that you do that you'd like to share with us? Um, yeah, one that I, uh,
0: I took from Dr. Moshe, the developer of holistic counseling, and one that David Hawkins talks about um, is to let go of what that living belief is. So, so t- spending time, I like to do it in my morning meditation and in my evening meditation where you basically in your mind you say i let go of whatever limiting belief it is right that i'm not enough that i'm not worthy whatever it is and you say that over your head dr moshe talks about doing it for 36 seconds i like doing it for much longer and you say right in the present tense i let go of such and such whatever limiting belief is that you identify. identified and then you switch and you say i let go of again you're saying the same thing but now it's in the past tense like I have already let go of that, I let go of that. And then the third step of that process is to then um, to, to say, I am whatever it is. I am abundance, I am worthy, I am enough. And that is what you say then for a good chunk of time. Dr. Moshe again talks about those 36 second groups so each step is 36 seconds. I find sometimes I like to do it for even longer. That is one of my favorite exercises. The other one is start just being present, right? Opening space up, like we are just talking about, to those unwanted beliefs, right? To not engage with it, to hop on and ride it like a horse because we're engaging with it, which gives it space, which gives it energy, but also not to shove it away, right? Sort of spiritually bypass and be like, No, I worked on that. That doesn't exist anymore. Get out of here. Right? We're wrestling with it. We're just giving it life, but rather opening up space to it and seeing, okay, that's where that belief is playing out in my life. Oh, there it is again. There it is again, opening space up to it because eventually then it just goes. Because it's not truly in alignment with who we are. Once we stop wrestling with it, once we stop giving life to it, it just goes.
1: Mm, I love that. I'm going to add a couple, the EFT, emotional freedom technique. People like this is revolutionary for people. Also just breath work. Like that Mm. is the best way to bring yourself into the present moment when you're right. When you're spinning or whatever's going on, like breath work, it brings you into the body. It oxygenates the body. It creates movement in the body and flow in the body. And it just brings you in to your embodiment. And when you're in your embodiment, Everything changes. You're not in the past. You're not in the future. You're here. And it also disrupts the continual repetitive reaction, the habitual reaction that we have. And it might even create space for you to conjure up an intentional response, right? Like and and bring in something new. It just, it's like I feel like it just it disrupts, it opens, and then it creates space for something new.
0: I love that. Right. And what does it tell your brain then? Right? It tells your brain, oh, you're not dead. By feeling these things, by allowing that uncomfortable feeling, right? reading that breath and using that breath work shows you, oh, okay, I'm, I am not dead. I'm not being eaten by this emotional feeling. I love that.
1: Right, so it actually helps drop you out of the fight or flight. We've normalized the fight or flight system, and the more that we can actually normalize the um, healing system, the heal and regenerate system, or the the parasympathetic system, that's the place we're supposed to be most of the time. Like I think ninety two to ninety five percent of the time, but we've like normalized being in the fight or flight ninety two to ninety five percent of the time. Running from
0: tigers all the time.
1: Yes. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, I mean, just doing that can, it can actually take you out of fear, anger, stress in a moment when you shift, Mm -hmm. when you change the autonomic system like that. And it takes intention because again, we have just been habitual stress reactors. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to thank you deeply for being out here on the front lines in the revolutionary co-creation of healthcare that we were truly meant to come in as, you know, we're meant to be in villages and communities with a medicine person, but that medicine person is co-creating with us. Like they're supporting us, but they're also empowering us. And that is where I feel like especially with the age of aquarius where we're moving in our deep sovereignty and how we bring that sovereignty to the collective how we share that sovereignty together is how we are going to change the world and again the more we do this you know individually we emanate it out with our energy and that love frequency i love that you brought that in thank you yes
0: it's so so true and that's where our limitless abilities live right and just Following up quickly with one last thing, what I was talking about, and to help people move through that pain, right, is to start having gratitude for that pain. Start having gratitude for those lower frequency vibration emotions, like the fear, anger, right? Not to not want them because they're standing in our way of our sunshine, but really to embrace them, to be thankful for them, because that is what allows them to shift. That's what allows them space and allows them to grow. And then how that changes our perspective of the whole world then, right? We're no longer angry at someone because they're angry or, or fearful or their fears causing suffering, right? And to look at them with such adoringness, right, of gratitude for where they are because those
1: things aren't bad things, which can help us move through them. Right. Well, and when we normalize the fluctuation of being human, when we normalize and balance out the light and the dark, we actually give ourselves the space to move in to the shadow work and be in it. The more we are in it, the more it transforms. And this is where, you know, it is important that we look at the way that our culture vibrates. You know, so that we have the space in our businesses, in our jobs, that we can take the time when we have pain symptoms or shadow work to do. That we go into it, and then we come out. And we're supposed to be productive sometimes. We're supposed to be expansive sometimes. And sometimes we're supposed to go internal and do the deep work and the integration. And we've got to normalize that as humans. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Give
0: it space. Absolutely
1: yeah, wonderful. Oh my gosh. This has been such a pleasure. let's hit to, let's head to the last question. Who would your dream guest be, and why? I thought a lot about this, especially yesterday. Um, and
0: I was talking about it with my fiance, and I was like, the one person I would beat is dead. And he was like, Well, I think that still counts. And so <laughs> since it's unlimited opportunities here, who would be, I think it would be David Hawkins. Like that really uh largely also because he vibrated he's he's passed away at this point but the the frequency that he vibrated that what a gift that would be to be around that the awareness he had of the human condition and the grace he has like i've had I've, that would really be the person that i would want to have a discussion with i think a lot of my other Role models like Dr. Moshe, I am in contact with, so it's hard to say that to me because I already have that ability to be with them. And so, yeah, yeah, it's it's a David Hawkins. If no one, if people have not heard of him, I highly uh, recommend his books. Letting Go is one of the first ones. Um, just absolutely brilliant, brilliant work he does. Yes, or continues Thanks. to do.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for that. And in the beautiful. Not only words, but actual f- feeling of Abraham Hicks. There is no death. There's life in life. We are eternal light beings and we get to be in these human bodies for this ride. So, you know what I mean? Like, let's make it yes. limitless while we're here, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay, uh, Dr. Tori, tell everyone how they can get a hold of you, how they can work with you. And, y'all, I'm just going to say, jump on her Instagram because she makes it so much fun. And this is what health should be. We can have fun while we're moving through these healing processes. And you just, you really bring out a lot of wonderful information and ahas and enlightenments for people. So jump on her Instagram, but let people know how they can work with you and what your deets are. Thank you very much. I, I appreciate that.
0: I, I try to have a lot of fun on there. Um, my Instagram handle is at DrToriDR t-o-r-r-i-e my website is the same dr tori.com you can find application there as well as on my instagram of how to work together you can also get on my email list where i get to share with much more in-depth information on my instagram or at vsfoundations.com forward slash apply which is V-I-S-F-O-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N-S forward slash apply. And to get on my email list, the direct link to that, not through my Instagram,
1: is know cause.com So K-N-O-W thecause.com. Wonderful. As usual, I will have all those links in the show notes. And again, Dr. Tori, I just want to thank you deeply for saying yes and feeling a resonance with my call, and thank you for sharing your heart, your energy, and your love frequency with us today. Oh, thank
0: you, Lori. It's been an honor to be here. This has been an honor to connect, you uh, soul cousin, soul sister. This has really been a gift, and I appreciate immensely what you're doing here as well. honor to be
1: here to share as well yes let's keep raising this evolution that we get to be a part of we get to be alive for this and there are people out there that want to create such a co-create such a bigger experience in this life for you so let's keep bringing us out and emanating it into the world (laughs) amen amen all right y'all until next time cheers And with that, let's normalize the struggles, celebrate the quirks, and lean into the light. From myself and Beezus the Brave, (coughs) happy Wild Heart Revolution, friends.